The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The Chicago Bears seem to continue to find talent in the senior bowl each and every year. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about some of the best center prospects for the Chicago Bears to take a look at down in the senior bowl this year. We're also going to talk about Albert Breer's comments as far as when he expects Justin Fields to be moved. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Let's dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host there, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central at every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content today, guys. So I want to talk about some of the better senior, pro- I mean, the center prospects in the senior bowl. And I do think that the Bears, considering where centers are projected to kind of go in this draft, kind of in day two, a lot of them are projected to go in. I think that the Bears could very well find their next center at the Senior Bowl this year. So we're going to talk about those prospects now. The first one I want to talk about is Zach Frazier out of West Virginia. This guy's projected to go in round three towards the top of round three. That's where the, the Bears could either move up or they have some picks around there. Maybe he can drop a little bit as well. He's six foot two, 310 pounds. And listen, everybody likes him when it comes down to it. He was a heavyweight wrestler in high school and won four consecutive state championships. This dude can outright tussle, and he's tough. He played guard at West Virginia for nine games. After then, he moved to the starting center. And so, listen, this is a guy that I definitely think he's projected right now to be the sixth best overall interior offensive lineman prospect in the draft in total. Really like uh, Frazier down there and what he could be for the Chicago Bears. Next up, Charles Turner out of LSU. 6'4", 300 pounds. He's uh, projected to go in round three between round four and five. The Bears can definitely get him there. He was the starting center in LSU in 2022, and he has an extremely long reach that people really look at him for. He has the uh, longest reach of any center sen- senior in the uh, any se- center in the Senior Bowl at 33 inches, at 34 and three four, 33 and three fourth inches. Tripping up on my words a little bit today. So this is definitely a guy that the Chicago Bears can go out and get as well. And then uh, lastly, I want to bring up uh, Bo Limmer out of Arkansas. He's projected to go in day three uh, as well. Again, another uh, uh, center that the Bears could definitely get. He's 6'4", uh, 301 pounds. He played at center and guard, and he stayed at the starting guard position uh, throughout 2023. So, hey, this is definitely uh, a class of centers that the Bears could really take a look at. And this isn't it. There's some really good centers overall in this draft. And, you know, because of what the Bears' needs are earlier in the draft, I do expect them to draft a center in rounds three or four, and uh, they definitely have some options there ahead of them. These are guys that I really like. Go and do your research on them. Let me know what you guys think. Center is one of the most important positions that the Chicago Bears go out there and try to address um, this this offseason. And, you know, the fact that we do have coaches at, this, at the Senior Bowl, I do think can, uh, can, can bowl really well for the Chicago Bears. And like I said, I didn't even really mention all the centers I could have. Uh, Tanner uh, Bertolini out of Wisconsin. This is another guy he's rated as the seventh best center prospect 
in the overall draft. He's expected to go between day three, day four. He's 6'3", uh, 305 pounds, and he has great blocking skills in both the run and that he's actually pretty mobile as well. So he's another guy. He has a pass block, block, blocking uh, uh, PFF grade of 80.3. So this is it's a lot of center prospects here. I don't think that the, the Bears walking away with a rookie center, I think it's a foregone conclusion. Now, do they sign a veteran center to maybe start initially or maybe just in case, depth piece, whatever it is? That could be a possibility as well. But I, I, I like the centers overall uh, in this draft that the Bears could definitely go after. Let me know what you guys think of any other centers that you'd like to see the Bears kind of target coming out of the senior bowl. I know a center isn't necessarily the sexiest position, but it's a position of huge need for the Bears. Despite whatever, whoever's that quarterback, the Bears are definitely going to need that. But in talking about a quarterback, let's get to talking about the comments on, on our current quarterback, Justin Fields, from uh, one Albert Breer. So this is, listen, I, I told you guys before, we're going to get a lot of this. We're going to get comments leading into this. And Albert Breer uh, said this, I'd say better than even odds that Chicago Bears take Caleb William first and the clock is ticking on making that decision. Believe it or not, if Chicago wants to extract the best value it can for Fields, it'd be preferable to get the process of finding a trade partner off the ground between now and the beginning of March. Once the league year starts, quarterback spots across the league will start to fill up. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins will decide on a home. Baker Mayfield will, too, and so scores of others. So if the Bears drag their feet on this, they could miss the market at that position. That's why I'd bet that fields could be moved around the time of the NFL scouting combine uh, or so if I were a betting man. So the scouting combine goes from February 26th to March 4th. So if Breer is correct on his analysis, again, don't take well take this with a grain of salt. Don't take this as absolute truth, but take it with a grain of salt. If the Bears are looking for a trade partner for Fields, we're literally talking about three week, three to four weeks. This could be done, right? Three to four weeks, another month at most, maybe five weeks until it's done. And if that is true and does hold true. That would definitely set the Bears off into a trajectory that then the speculation shifts from what who's going to be the quarterback. It would then shift to, all right, now what are we going to do to surround that quarterback with the right tools, weapons, and protection? And that's something that has to be done regardless, right? So it would be interesting to see, man. You, you're, we're hearing a lot of people that, you know, the, the Bears could go either way on it, uh, that the decision is not made and things like that. But Albert Brewer lays out, I would say this, for, if the Bears are looking to move Justin Fields, what Albert Breer look, laid out makes a lot of sense. That's, that's, again, if they're looking to move on from field. So I'm not saying that that part is 100% true. But either way, if, that's the, if that is the route that they're going or considering, they probably do have some time period around there to make that decision. So, you know, we'll see. It could, could, could be a similar time period as well that the first overall pick is traded if it is traded. So it's not like it's exclusive just to Justin Fields, but it does make sense for the quarterback situations overall. And that's going to be what a lot of teams that do have questions around the quarterback, they're going to be looking to answer that early, whether that means trading for the, uh, a high draft pick to make sure they can get their quarterback in the draft or starting to sign uh, and prepare to start signing and getting those rumors and things going on around that as well. So it's interesting to look out for. We, we literally, I, I say all the time that we're going to go through it like this low period, but it may seriously not be one for the Chicago Bears this season. As much speculation is around the Bears, the moment NFL free agency opens up, uh, as well, it just it, it it's it's it could be a a a big period of time where everything is kind of done. So uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. The free agency opens March thirteenth, um, and that's that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting to watch. So we're gonna have around the draft combine, free agency opening, 
all around the same time, that's going to that's gonna be fun. That's going to be fun to watch. Let me know what you guys think and all that. Now, it is Friday, so you know what that means. That means it is Mailbag Day. This episode is mainly built around your voicemails. We're going to get into the first one. This one's from Sketch. Uh, hey, uh, this is uh, Sketch. Running the Sketch Artist. I'm calling uh, because I just thought something that nobody even to, uh, mentioned to this point, which is what if or why not draft two wide receivers? Why not get Marvin Harrison Jr. and then get that, that kid from Washington too? And why not get that tight end too? You know, we could get all three. And then we could still, we still need a center. I know that. And the edge rusher, but you know, we got free agency too. So I say draft two good wide receivers and a tight end to go with Cole Connect. Just want your thoughts on that. Chicago up, bear down. Peace. Why not draft two wide receivers? And I'm going to answer that by saying just this. Uh, 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 allocation of assets. You don't want to use, I, I get it, You, you uh, I get where you're coming from, right? Of saying get two young guys that can grow and develop together and all that, but you need so many positions for the Chicago Bears, and all of them are not going to be filled in free agency. Keep in mind, free agency happens before the draft, so we'll have an idea of kind of where the Bears are going to go, but you, you're you got DJ Moore. Yeah, you got him. You probably want another vet if you can get him, whether it means re-signing, DJ, uh, re-signing Darnell Mooney or getting somebody else. If you're going to go wide receiver towards the top of the draft, yeah, you, that's probably going to be the pace. You're not going to spend both those picks when you still need centers, edges, uh, you know, uh, interior offensive linemen potentially, you know, depending on what happens there. Uh, I, uh, uh, safeties. You need uh, – you. Do, the Bears need a lot. So, you know, and because of that, you don't want to allocate those assets, especially in the talent that is in this draft. At the multiple positions, the Bears, it'd be different if it if like the Bears needed an edge, but there weren't a lot of good edges until like rounds two or three. But because that the positions that the Bears need, we're talking about linemen, potentially a quarterback, if that's the route they go, wide receiver, edge, there are premium players at those positions in the first round. And I just don't see the Chicago Bears using two of their first round picks to draft at the same position, considering what the Bears need in totality on the team. But I get what you're getting at with that. I get the mindset behind it. I just think the all- the allocation asset part of it, uh, the asset allocation part of it, you just want to kind of spread that out because of some of the talent that's really in this draft. That's my opinion. You guys, as always, can let me know what you guys think down below. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. This is uh, Joe from Madison, Wisconsin. Bears fan in enemy territory, uh, which is incredibly frustrating most of the time or pretty much all the time, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. It was actually um, – wanted to bring up a topic that I wanted to see uh, your old opinion on with regard to the argument around um, the concept of either, say, taking the first pick versus trading down and the idea of the concept of going with Caleb Williams over uh, over uh, over Justin Fields because of the fact that, you know, we need to reset the, the, the clock in terms of the, the pay scale for quarterback, which... I get quarterbacks are really expensive. Um, but the way I see it, and again, I, I'm, I'm going to touch this in the idea that I am completely unbiased in my opinion. I think we should stick with fields and trade down, get some uh, draft capital because we have a lot of areas of need. Brought it up a lot with regards for O-line, D-line and edge, and um, with regard to wide receiver. And I think to myself, those are all areas where they're really expensive and that there's a lot of money also that you commit into those areas. So, sure, you might be able to save the clock in terms of how much money you're investing in quarterbacks if you do that, but you're also, if you trade down, you're potentially investing at potential elite positions, especially if you're going to get 
top round pick this year and next year's draft that you might actually be able to invest that in people that when we have contract control, lower contract uh, numbers, and that you can kind of save that money in positions that are typically very expensive as it pertains to the market. And so just wanted to get your thoughts on that idea. Um, appreciate the opportunity to weigh in here and um, uh, Chicago up there down. The concept of the Bears resetting the rookie clock. Now, I get it. Uh, Justin Fields' fifth-year option, I think, is around $20 million. Fact-check me on that one. I could be a little bit off, uh, but I think it's around that. Uh, and so there's this the thought process behind fans of, well, you can reset the clock. You can reset the clock. And here's what I'll say on that. I, I get it, but the, the thing before resetting the clock is just the talent. It's making sure you have the right guy. If, if, just, if the Bears look at this and Justin Fields shows and proves that he's the guy, then you pay him, period. Now, it just you can reset the rookie clock and then still get the wrong guy, right? So the Bears have to first be sure of who is their guy. Once they decide on who their guy is, those other things, they can always be worked out. If the Bears decide that Justin Fields is their guy, they're going to be able to figure out the money long term. It's not going to be this big thing on, oh, we, we got to reset the clock in this, that, this, and this position. They'll find a way. It is what it is. Every NFL team does. If they want to keep being a winning team, if they become one, they'll find a way. So, I think that that's the bigger part of it. It's, uh, you know, the resetting the rookie clock is something that, that fans really look at and, and kind of zero in to either support or, or fight against their argument. But I think ultimately when it comes down to it, it's about getting the right guy. And if the right guy is is whoever, you're paying what they're worth. Like, it just that just is what it is. So, you know, it's up to Ryan Pose and Kevin Warren to make that decision, and we'll see what they end up doing. But, you know, great voicemail there for Joe. Thank you for leaving that one in. Let's get into this next one. This one is actually not from a Bears fan, but it is from one of my uh, homies. This is from Corn. <laughs> What's good, Hayes, man? It's Corn, man. Um, yeah, man, I support all your channels. Even though I'm not a Bears fan, man, I'm subscribed here, and I still push my thumbs up for you, King. But uh, besides the point, this is probably the only time, or, you know, maybe uh, the rare times I'm going to leave a voicemail on here. But this is interesting. I want to talk about it. Uh, we just got a new O.C., uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, we already know who he tied to for USC. So right now, the big thing is we're talking about who to trade. And, and the name is very, very huge. Um, the trade package for y'all that we're trying to give y'all is hmm, Devontae Adams, let's say Jacoby Myers, or Hunter Renfro, uh, and the 13th pick, our 13th pick outright. Um, that's just pretty much the question. Would you take that? And I'm not saying both. Uh, I'm saying Jacoby Myers or What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. If I was y'all, I would rather go with Jacoby Meyer. Um, he's a little bit more athlete, but I ain't gonna lie. Hunter Riffro is his IQ is elite, and he's a great lot runner. So, and Devontae Adams is, even though I know he's hitting the twilight, um, he's still an elite player. And uh, DJ Moore will be the perfect um, second wide receiver for you guys. And uh, I believe Justin Fields would thrive. Uh, throwing deep to Devontae Adams. I think the uh, Chicago Bears like that. Um, I can't, like I said, I can't believe we actually talking about this, but it makes sense. You know, um, it's a new regime. Um, Devontae didn't come here for this, um, and he don't need the timeline anymore. 
So um, I think it is. I think we is going to make a move on Devontae around draft time. I just want to say, or what you think about that. Would you take that deal? Um, yeah, would you just take the deal, man? Uh, I'm going to listen to it on your mailbag. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where your mailbag is on. <laughs> really? <laughs> but <laughs> I will find it. I, you know, so I will find it. Because uh, I'll, I'll tune in. I'll tune in, brother. But I uh, appreciate you like always. Uh, but like I said, man, um, that's a hell of a trade, man. Again, Devontae Adams, our 13th pick this year, um, Hunter Renfro or Jacoby Myers. And uh, would you take that? Would that be a, a take it for you? All right, King. Have a blessed one. Peace. All right, Devontae Adams, the 13th overall and another wide receiver. Let me tell you this right now, brother. Uh, if you're trading for the number one overall pick because you want Kayla Williams, that the the 13th overall ain't enough. Even if you give Devontae Adams or or anybody else, you you got to run us some more picks, fam. You got to run us some more picks, considerably more picks. Uh, run the run the picks, homie, or put Max Crosby on the board. That's what we're talking about. Then that contract is is large as well. But like, if you're talking about the Raiders possibly trading for the number one overall pick, my guy, you got to come up off some more money. Run the money. Because that's not enough. I mean, run the picks. That's not enough. Run me those picks, fam. You got to come off some future picks. We're talking about multiple future first round picks. So come off that, and then we can talk about it. Now, the talent that you at least presented, I, I can understand a little bit of where you're coming from with that. Like, Devontae can definitely help us be that veteran uh, that can come in there. We still probably draft another one. But here's what I'll say. Like I said, uh, despite the talent, run some more picks. And then we can talk. So call back. Run some more picks. But uh, shout out to Corn for leaving that one there, man. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Jay. Yo, yo, it's just Jay Rod, man. I'm tired. I, I, I just got the news. Apparently, Caleb Williams don't want to play for Chicago. Apparently, I'm just going off of what uh, Colin Coward said. I believe. Um, I feel a way about that. It's not that I care about him playing for Chicago or not. It's that so many of these analysts all, are all of a sudden sad. And, what he can't, you know, I thought, you know, this makes it so sad for Chicago. I'm like, dude, let that man go. Like, what's my boy, um, Danny from the score? Like, that dude had an aneurysm when he found out. I'm just saying, dude, we don't know what Caleb Williams is going to be. We know what Justin Fields is. We could also just draft Jaden Daniels, Jaden McDaniels, whatever his name is. We could also get Greg Mays. We could, we could do a lot of things with that, with that draft pick. Caleb Williams isn't an end all be all. Everybody's talking about he looks like Patrick Mahomes or he looks like Patrick Mahomes. Why should I believe what y'all think Patrick Mahomes looks like? Nigga, when Patrick Mahomes was in the draft, y'all didn't know what Patrick Mahomes looked like. Why the fuck should I believe y'all know what he looked like now? I don't trust it. No, I don't I don't I don't care what y'all think somebody looked like. Who cares, dude? Let's take that draft pick and honestly trade it. Get ourselves a haul back and build a team. You know what makes the 49ers the 49ers? The fact that you could put a Brock Purdy in there and they still make it to the Super Bowl. And Brock Purdy looks like an MVP. I can guarantee you, you put Brock Purdy on any other team that don't have that line, that don't have those receivers, that don't have fucking Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I can guarantee you he's not going to play as well. I can guarantee you he won't look like an MVP. But when you put a team around a man like that, then he looks like more than a game man. Now imagine what we can do if we put that same stuff around a dude like Justin Fields. If 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 Jaden McDaniels is the C.J. Stroud of this draft, and all of a sudden 
the dude that y'all wasn't even thinking about that much, C.J. Stroud, ends up looking like a more of an MVP than the dude that y'all dropped the first pick. I understand. It, 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 it's scary for some to believe that Caleb Williams may not come to Chicago, and it's scary for some to believe that they may be wrong, and Caleb Williams, just like other quarterbacks, isn't the next up-and-coming, all-of-a-sudden great quarterback. It's cool to look like Patrick Mahomes, but you are not Patrick Mahomes. I need you to know that coming into the draft. <laughs> You're not him. It's okay to to damn near look like Rihanna. Bitch, you ain't got a billion dollars. <laughs> I don't mean to sound wrong, but like... You Caleb not wanting to play for Chicago. And here's the thing. I know this is going to be a big thing in Bulls media and everything like this, and here's what I'll come down to. I don't care. Like, I, at the end of the day, I don't care. If they draft you, you you're going to get drafted now. You got to worry about, okay, what, what's the long-term perspective of, of re-signing him if that's the case, right? But here's what I'll say. Even and I got we got some voicemails on like Caleb Williams liking apartment property. Let me tell you something on how the, the algorithm works on social media. When your name is mentioned in so much things, they start showing you things. There's a complete possibility that Caleb Williams on social media was shown uh, a property and liked the picture, didn't even know where the hell it was, or the video, whatever it was, didn't even know what the hell it was that it was in Chicago. It's just it's showing them shit. And, and you know, and people saying that he's viewing property, that's not what happened. Then we had the whole thing of, well, he wants part of ownership. Like people. Fans, I get it where there were fans and don't everybody understand everything that's going on. Find out that it's not legal for a player to have partial ownership. In the people who literally say that and say it with a straight face like, oh, well, Caleb Williams is going to want part owner. He can't. You can't do that while you're a player. What the? You can be cut at. You think that it's part of that the NFL is going to allow a player to have part ownership in a team that they can be cut from at any point in time? No. What are we talking about? So as far as. You know, I know that's not necessarily what you asked about, but as far as Caleb not wanting to play in Chicago, it's the latest of a bunch of sensationalism from the national media, and I get it. And he may not want to. Him and his camp may not want to play for Chicago. You know what I'm going to tell you? Playing for Chicago is tough. Let me tell you why. A, the cold. I don't care what nobody says. You know, they can talk, talk. A lot of players don't like playing in the cold. Secondly, we have a terrible stadium. Uh, listen, we're not even getting to the football aspect of it yet. Thirdly, when the fuck has the Bulls ever developed a quarterback? If you tell me, that you go to school to be a data analyst and you go to a job that has been, would you go to a job or, or say, I want to go to a job that's been notorious at treating data, data analysts terribly? Would you want to do that? No. So like all the reasons make sense of why his camp and him would have issues with coming to Chicago. Now, again, I'm not even a guy who wants to see the Bears draft Caleb Williams, but guess what? If they do draft him, he going to have to fucking deal with it. That's it. Him and his camp can take it, take their wants and desires, ball it all up, Put it in there and shove it up their ass. I don't care. Like, if the, if the Bears decide to draft Caleb Williams, that's where he's going to be. How long he's going to be here, now that raises a different question. But at the end of the day, like, that, like yes, the Bears have to review all the information, but I'm just tired of all the, the, the bulls. I just can't wait to this. We know what the fuck they're doing. I'm tired of everything. I'm tired of the Colin Cowherds. I'm tired of the Mel Kuypers. I'm tired of the David Kaplans. All the national media pundits and analysts that don't truly give a fuck about this team but keep talking on the team, I can't wait till they can shut the fuck up. Just to be 100% honest with you, I can't wait for they all to shut up to stop talking about Chicago Bears business because none of y'all give a shit about the Chicago Bears. None of them really give a shit about Justin Fields or Kayla Williams either. It's just the story right now that's going to get them the click and views that they want. I can't wait till everybody can just shut the hell up up and we can just focus on what's happening on the football field that's what i care about because listen these motherfuckers don't know how to shut up and listen welcome th thank you for coming to my ted talk let's get into the last voicemail for today this one's from donovan what's going on hey what's going on team it's your boy donovan man hey shout out to the team 
give my little two cents on on the off season so far. Now that we got our coaches all lined up, pretty much. Um, if I was to give it a grade, I'd probably go A minus. The minus is only there because nothing's set in stone. We don't got we don't got no wins or the, off, the season hasn't even started yet. So you're gonna get a minus from me until proven otherwise. But I like the moves we doing. Like uh, Eric Washington, I like that move. I like him better than Chris Harrison because he was more D line guy. We need a specialist in that category, so I feel like he will help us. I feel like he will help somebody like, you know, Javon Dexter, all about all of them on the line. But low key, like Jermaine Evans. I think we overlook what Jermaine Evans actually is. We thought he was supposed to be this Levante David, Fred Warner type player who can do it all and then some. But he's not. He's more of a he's not a technically sound uh, player, but he's more like a uh, an athlete at the end of the day and him and TJ Edwards is where we need to kind of kind of understand where we at as far as linebacking core him and TJ Edwards complement each other really well TJ Edwards is more of the technically sound uh smart guy and Tremaine is more of the the physically gifted athlete so TJ is the brains uh Tremaine is the bronze and I feel like they complement each other well and, and they're gonna do some big things once they understand how to work with each other for real um as far as the senior bowl, uh, Ryan Poe's out here trendsetting, man. I feel like, of course, everybody goes to the senior bowl and, and they get players, but we're making stars out of them. We got Darnell Wright, Tyreek Stevens. Like, Ty, I feel like Tyreek Stevenson has the chance to be better than Jalen Johnson, and that's, that's no kidding. I'm sitting there looking at what the fuck he did, and of course, he's a rookie. Of course, they bullied him or whatever, attacked him. But once he got his groove, he was doing shit that it wasn't a lot of people doing. Like that Cleveland, it was that Cleveland interception when he dove in front of the tight end. He was not supposed to do that shit. That shit was not a part of the script. And he did that shit. And I was like, yo, this was not supposed to happen. Most punt, they in the fucking red zone. They finna score. He just took that shit right back. Like that's some star shit right there. I feel like Tyreek Stevenson could really do his thing. And everybody else, you know what I'm saying? We're getting players after players after players. And everybody's going to be like, well, damn, we're getting all these players for cheap. You ain't even got to risk no draft picks because we got good players in the fucking senior bowl. Yep, who started that? Iron Pole. And I feel like we're going to take this culture and really turn it into what the fuck it's supposed to be. And um, and I think we're going to be good. I pray to God everything goes well. pray to God we keep field. But I think we're going to be good. Hey, shout town up there now. Great, great. Uh, thing there. TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds and Jack Sanborn finding ways to work together is going to be perfect. I like the way that they do complement each other. And, uh, you know, it's up to Matt Eberflus and Eric Washington to continue to find ways to make that happen. Um, and, you know, I think that we have a nice a nice foundation and correlate at that linebacking court. You improve that defensive line like we need to. We already know we got a strong secondary. We got some things that we need to work on with the safety, uh, finding a replacement for Eddie Jackson. But um, yeah, I really like that linebacking core, and I like the, the the way that the defense is going overall. Now, as far as the Bears using uh, the senior bowl to find talent, it's genius. It's genius, especially with certain positions, because you're getting players then that are some of the most seasoned players, and that they you, you kind of know it, and you get to take a look at them up close, see how they work, right? Because it's not like you're just showing up for the game. You're seeing them practice, get ready, go through the drills for training camp, so you're getting an idea of, like, what work are they willing to put in. That's definitely a good, a good a benefit of going through the senior bowl as well. And then lastly, can Tyreek Stevenson be better than than Jalen Johnson? That you know what? Here's what I'll say. I think he has the the potential to be better in some of the areas that Jalen Johnson has typically not been as strong at in his career. Like I do think Tyreek Stevenson can develop into a ball hawk and be somebody that we're not looking like Jalen Johnson of there. And you went through a couple of years with no interceptions. I just don't see that from Tyreek. 
That Again, that's not to say that he's a better cornerback than Jalen Johnson. I'm just saying that I think he has the ability to be better in certain areas that aren't necessarily Jalen Johnson's strongest areas at. And that, I think, is going to go for a – and when you look, really look that that cornerback crew overall, that's why I really want the Bears to keep Jalen Johnson. Jalen, Tariq, what they bring together, how Kyler Gordon kind of brings in a different skill set in, in, in there as well. And, and you know, it's just – it's it's and then Lewis brings in, like, a combination of a few of those different guys. I really like what we have at the cornerback uh, position group, and I hope that they keep Jalen and we keep developing it. But uh, that's my thought process on that. But, guys, thank you so much for leaving those voicemails. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentralgma.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I liked in every episode on, Shy Town Up, but Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.